The Chosen Families Project, where everybody is welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Chosen Families Project. I know it's been a while since I've posted, but I have some really exciting updates in my life. So I just finished up my certificate program at Boston University, and I also started working full time. So, you know, adjusting to that and getting some time for the podcast has been a little difficult the past couple months. I've still been active and reaching out to relatives and trying to place photographs with their proper families. But for the meantime, much of my focus has been on my coursework as well as my job. And I am excited that I actually passed the certificate program as well. I started that program back in May, which was right around the week that I graduated college. And I finished it a couple weeks ago and just received the final feedback on my assignment. So... Just to kind of give a brief overview, I took the principal's course two years ago. This was the certificate course. Now, this does not mean I am a certified genealogist per se, but from this, it adds a layer to my genealogy background as a researcher, as, you know, as a proper step in the right direction towards eventually getting certified. But we had to do research reports. We had to do all this type of stuff. And for anyone wondering, you can check out the program more on their website. Um, In an honest review, I'll say for anyone that is interested, I'll say that this program was very heavy. I, you know, it was very time consuming. I would say the biggest thing that I learned out of it was to be very detail oriented and pick up on even the smallest details, which in the end could matter. Um, There was actually a whole assignment and unit dedicated to photographs and kind of evaluating how to identify them based on little information. Although, you know, that unit was a little iffy on my end for reasons I won't say. I really, you know, overall, I would say enjoyed the course and I was able to get a lot out of it. And I've also been busy this summer with genealogy in the scope of attending my first conference. So I attended back in July Ramapo's first ever investigative genetic genealogy conference called RIG. And there I got to meet some of the pioneers within the genetic genealogy field. That included Barbara Ray Venter, Margaret Press, and C.C. Moore, which all of these names, you know, have to do within the realm. And from that conference, I would say those highlights were really getting to know the field more intimately and seeing where the field is and, you know, who's running the show with it. And the field, mind you, is really only about five years old since it picked up. And we're seeing evolutions every day with it, which are so exciting. Only thing is, I've noticed the one at the downsides is that there's a strong lack of jobs because there's no formal certification that just yet that's been truly certified besides and there's only three programs one of which is now at Ramapos as well as New Havens which I applied to so it's interesting to see kind of how and I'm excited to and I'm hoping within the next few years hopefully that more jobs spring up and there's more strong of a demand for it 
But to continue, I this is the story based from a collection of about a dozen photographs that I recovered off eBay a few years ago. And I returned these back sometime mid-June. And what I was finding with this collection that it was so interesting was that they were all carefully labeled, which really helped. And it actually drew a link between a lot of them. And I don't remember the circumstances of when I purchased a lot because that was even longer than it took to find the relative. But once I did, I was able to send it to them. And sometimes I get asked, how do I locate the relatives? And oftentimes it's through finding mutual family trees on Ancestry and then seeing, you know, if there's close relative matches. Because to me, unless, you know, I've gotten lucky in other avenues, but most of the time it's through platforms where family trees are available, especially when you go up a few trees, to really kind of identify some relatives. So the name that was most mentioned on the back of these photographs was a woman by the name of Florence Louise Heald. And that had allowed me to quickly identify a relative to contact and then eventually return not just one but this entire collection to them. And these photographs are small kind of um, amateur-like photographs, nothing truly professional, and they range from 1925 to 1948 and it documented all types of events and gatherings, you know, from college graduations, family gatherings, summers, things of that nature. So I'm going to get right into it. Here's the story of Florence Louise Heald and her family documented through her collection of photographs. Florence Louise Heald was born on the 6th of November 1924 in Arlington, Massachusetts to parents Benjamin Huntress Heald, born on the 9th of February 1874 in Lincoln, Maine, and Annie Mae Davis, born on the 19th of January, 1896, in Rockport, Massachusetts. Florence herself was likely named after her mother's sister, Florence, who was born in 1899. Benjamin and Annie likely got married on the 17th of January, 1923, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, as Benjamin had attended Harvard in 1896. Now, tragedy had struck the family soon, Right after, right after Florence's birth, however, because Benjamin Heald had passed away suddenly on the 8th of July, 1925, at the age of 51. So he was a bit older than Annie Mae Davis. They had around a 22-year age gap, but um, Florence was only a few months old at the time, and I was actually able to locate his obituary. So this his obituary was published in the Bangalore Daily News, published on the 9th of July, 1925, and it reads as follows. Benjamin H. Heald dies in Arlington. Funeral of Herbert H. Plumey. So this is a combined obituary, I guess announcing two separate deaths. So I'm just going to read the portion as it relates to Benjamin Heald. Benjamin H. Heald manager of the American Stable Company of Boston, died suddenly at his home at 12 Windsor Street, Arlington. He was born in Lincoln, Maine, 51 years ago. He was graduated at Harvard in 1896 and for a number of years conducted the Mount Catahoun 
Springs. He is survived by his widow, who was formerly Miss Annie Davis, their small daughter, and two sisters, Miss Gemma L. Heald of Arlington and Miss Gertrude Heald of Buffalo, New York. He was a deacon in the Trinity Baptist Church, Arlington. From this article, we can really kind of grasp the depth that Benjamin held within his community, as well as his background, which is just really interesting. And oftentimes, you know, with obituaries, I love finding ones like these that have a little bit of detail because it really personifies them outside of records that I would locate, per se. Now, the earliest photograph of Florence was actually taken that same year with her maternal grandmother. Uh, Her name was Mary Ella Nanny Collins Davis. She was born in 1863 in Richmond, Maine, and this photograph was actually taken at their shared home on 30 School Street in Rockport, Essex County, Massachusetts. In 1930, Florence had resided at this address, according to the census records, with her mother, Annie, her aunt Florence, who was married to Theodore Longwood, and Florence's children. In 1934, there was another photograph of Florence and her mother, Annie, and that same year, taken in the summer, when Florence was around nine and a half years old, it showcases Florence, her mother, Annie, as well as her aunt, Florence, and one of her cousins, Muriel Longwood. In 1940, according to census records, Florence and her mother, Annie, had resided at this same address with her grandmother, Ella who at that time was 77 years old. The photograph from 1925 is quite special because not only is it at the address that Florence had lived at for, you know, a large part of her early life, it shows her grandmother next to their Dahlia garden, which I just think is just a really nice special touch. And in the other photographs, there's the four of them, and they appear to be at a beach, they're, and they're wearing these 1930s swimsuits, which just look remarkably uncomfortable. The three of them are. And it looks like Florence's mother was, at the time, wearing some form of floral print dress. All, all these photographs, also, to keep in mind, because they're from the 20s to the late 40s, they're all going to be in black and white. And the other photograph... I'm assuming it was also at that 30 State Street address because that's where they had resided between 1930 and the 1940 census records. And it shows Florence and her mother, Annie, in front of, and almost it looks like the backyard of the house. There's a garden to the left of them in this one photograph and some trees to the right of them and a house in the background. In her teenage years, Florence was actually the valedictorian of Gloucester High School, and she would later attend Middlebury College in the 1940s, which was located in Middlebury, Vermont. Now, there from this collection, there was so many photographs from this time period uh, at college, which included her friends, neighbors, and her graduation ceremony. And at Middlebury, she actually would meet her husband, Ronald O. Ains, and he was born on the 22nd of April, 1918. The couple had gotten engaged in November of 1949, and they had married the next year on the 12th of August, 1950, in Rockport, Massachusetts. 
And there's many newspaper accounts that I will go through, and they're from the Burlington Daily News, the Rutland Daily Herald, as well as some others, which recall the stories of both the engagement and the marriage ceremony of the couple. The first article I will go through is from November 7, 1949, and it reads, Florence healed betrothed to UVM senior, Rockport, Massachusetts. Miss Benjamin H. Heald of Rockport has announced the engagement of her daughter, Miss Florence Louise Heald, to Ronald Owen Ains, son of Miss Bert A. Ains of Middlebury, Vermont. Miss Heald received her Bachelor of Arts degree from Middlebury College and did graduate work in music at Boston University. Ironically, you know, where I just finished my program. To continue, Mr. Ains is a senior at the University of Vermont. During the summer, he is an inspector for the Vermont State Department of Agriculture. He is a member of the Alpha Zeta Honorary Fraternity at the University and a radio man in the Vermont Air National Guard. Miss Heald is now music director in the public schools of Brockton and a member of the Handel and Hayden Choral Society of Boston. There is another article from November 5th, 1949, that has the same text, but this one also includes a photograph of Florence. And she's wearing glasses, she has a necklace, and she has a shirt with a little flower on it. So I just thought I would include that as well. And all of the articles, if you would like to read them and see more photographs, are going to be included in the blog post. There was also multiple articles talking about their marriage as well from 1950, and I'm going to read one as follows. And this one was published on the August of 15th, 1950. Massachusetts girl wed to Ronald Ains. Florence Heald and UVM graduate exchanged vows. Rockport, Massachusetts. Miss Florence Louise Heald, daughter of Miss Benjamin Huntress Heald, 30 School Street, and the late Mr. Heald, became the bride of Ronald Owen Ains of Woodstock, son of Miss Bert Ains, Middlebury, and the late Mr. Ains, Saturday, in the First Baptist Church. The Reverend Ewald Mand officiated, assisted by the Reverend George Schilling of Rochester, New Hampshire. Three attendants. Miss Arthur Blackstone of Wakefield, Massachusetts, was matron of honor. Bridesmaids were Miss Elizabeth Ains, sister of the bridegroom, of the Missionary Training Institute at Nyack, New York, and Miss Robert Meikle of Medford. Donald Harris of Middlebury was best man. Ushers were Blakely Harris of Middlebury and Arthur Blackstone. The bride was given a marriage by her mother. The bride, who was graduated from Middlebury College in 1945, did graduate work in music at Boston University. She taught in Bristol, Vermont, and Brockton. The bridegroom is a June graduate of the University of Vermont. He's teaching vocational agriculture in Woodstock, Vermont, where the couple will live. And I have to say, you know, I really love reading articles like that because you really get this close and depth look around a period of history within their lives. And it's just super special to kind of really see the small details and kind of know, you know, the intimate relationships between everyone. It's just super special. I mean, I've read articles before where they even describe the color of the flowers to the shades of the bridesmaid's dresses, and it just really adds that, you know, very intimate detail to really kind of just understand everything.
So by 1954, the couple would reside in Amherst, Massachusetts together, according to city directories. And throughout Florence's life, she would reside in a ton of diverse places, including Burlington, Vermont, Woodstock, Vermont, New Brunswick, New Jersey, Springfield, Virginia, and Northbrook, Illinois, amongst other places. And those, you know, were from the time she spent at college to her childhood to where her husband was. And it's just, you know, really cool variety. Now, Florence's mother, Annie, had passed away on the 13th of May, 1985 in Illinois. And I haven't found anything in regards to her grandmother just yet in terms of her death, but I'm assuming she probably likely died sometime after, you know, we know we have a couple photographs from her during 1945 at her graduation ceremony. So I'm guessing sometime after that, I also saw her grandmother on the 1940 census. So between the, if I could find the 1950 census for her, whether or not she's on it, that could kind of pinpoint that, or where she lived because they moved so much. Florence's husband, Ronald, had passed away on the 15th of January, 2011, and Florence herself would pass away peacefully on the 31st of March, 2016, in Colorado. Now, before I get into her obituary, I kind of want to get back into some of the photographs from earlier that I had mentioned during her time in college. And a lot of these photographs are, you know, just small moments. So her friend, she had a friend named Kippy that she had nicknamed, and she she was identified as Catherine Knapp. And there's a photograph of Kippy leading a graduation in 1948. And there's another photograph with Kippy at, with a Mr. and Mrs. Herbert Grove, who were neighbors at their time at Middlebury as well as Ron, whom I'm assuming was her husband, Ronald Ains, Luis, and Annie. There's another photograph. Um, Two of them are about uh, men at Middlebury College, and one of them is very interesting because it shows uh, on the back it identified a Frank and Jean who were nicknamed two of Luis's beans, but they're standing in front of the sign for Middlebury College, which was founded according to the picture in 1800. So that kind of helped, you know, discern because I kind of started off with the obituary, which I will read in just a moment, but it really kind of helped, you know, determine who she was. And I thought that was really cool. And one of my favorite photographs, I would say that's kind of the most aesthetically pleasing personally to me is Florence and a boyfriend. It's not her husband, but I just think it's really cool. It's, you know, as someone who just graduated from college, I'm in the stage right now, even just a few months beyond my graduation, where I'm kind of, you know, feeling that sense of nostalgia and really kind of wanting to go back to that time period. And this photograph shows, um, it's, they're in profile from the back, so you don't see their faces, but they're just walking hand in hand. Sometime it looks probably in the winter time because the trees are barren, and they're just walking along the college pathway on campus, and it just looks really cool. Uh, and it, she's identified as walking with a Jack or Frank at the time, which I just think is cool. And the other one I wanted to highlight 
was a photograph which appears to be um, with her friend, another friend, Ruth Norton, which she describes in 1943 as her mother and her making her wear these drindle skirts. And upon closer inspection, you can kind of see um, the photograph uh, of the skirts themselves have their initials on them. So Ruth's on the left has a big R, and Luis, who is on the right of the photograph, is L. And I'm not sure, I believe the middle individual is probably um, Luis's mother, and but I couldn't really tell because I wasn't sure if this was also, this could be Ruth's mother. So just something I wanted to highlight. Now to close, I'm going to read Florence's obituary, which reads as follows. Florence Louise Heald Ains, 91, was born on the November 26, 1924, in Arlington, Mass. The only child of Annie Mae Davis Heald and Benjamin Huntress Heald. She died peacefully in Colorado on the March 31, 2016, at the age of 91. She is survived by her daughter, Marcia A. Garrett, a widow, her son, Marcia Scholl, Marshall Heald Ains and his wife Kristen Ains and four grandsons who are her greatest joy. And there's also a mention of a Benjamin J. Garrett, Timothy Garrett, Matthew Heald Ains, and Joshua Edward Ains. And here's a little bit about her life. According to the obituary, she had grown up in Rockport, Massachusetts, graduated valedictorian from Gloucester High School, which I mentioned previously. She had graduated then from Middlebury College, and that's where she had met Ronald Ains. And they had been married for 60 years, which is just incredible. And throughout her life, she was a talented musician and a soprano soloist at each church they attended. And she also, like I mentioned before, had lived in many places. She was revered as an excellent music teacher in their elementary schools for over 21 years. She was a devout Christian and also a wonderful woman who loved her family, had many friends, and enjoyed traveling the world with her husband. She was dearly loved and will surely be missed. And, you know, just seeing these photographs, you can really just, I don't know, after really looking at this collection more closely and kind of establishing a timeline, you know, you can kind of get a sense of the joy that she invoked. A lot of these photographs, you know, she's, she always has this big, bright smile on her face. And, you know, she just looks like she carries, she had carried herself with happiness throughout her daily life. And I just think that's absolutely wonderful. And I just love how with both, um, with her family on her mother's side, especially, you get to see that, you know, it's this maternal instinct. And there's a really a strong sense of the power of motherhood within these photographs. There's multiple photographs where there's Florence, her mother, and her mother, which is just truly beautiful. And I just love seeing that type of stuff because it really kind of shows how much she also cared about her family, both back then and throughout her life. And as I mentioned before, there was a large collection of these, and I didn't get to highlight all of them within this podcast. And two of the photographs are of a child, Richard Baum, 
who, which I thought was separate until I had found a note on the back of one that said it was Laura's sister, sister to F. Louis' mother, first grandson. But I have not been able to identify him or establish this relationship just yet, but I'm hoping possibly in the future to do so. And within the blog post as well, I included that entire gallery of photographs. So you can see with the way I had it set up before I sent out the physical copies was I had taken scans of the fronts of the photograph and then had scanned the back together. So you can kind of see, you know, put it together which photographs are which. Now, I hope you got to enjoy this. I'm so, so happy to be back. And, you know, like I mentioned before, I had sent the physical copies of these, this whole collection, to one relative, and then had another relative reach out to me recently, and I sent them digital copies, which is why I take digital copies of all my work, because just in case someone reaches out, because I message multiple relatives in usually one research sitting, you know, it's nice to have those. And just in case the relative something happens on their end, I have the backup with the high digital quality digital copies. And I'm really hoping whether it be more writing pieces and not many podcast pieces, I have I, I've been a little busy with in the past, but I've also, like I mentioned previously, been able to return a lot. And, you know, I'm actually going to be visiting the town over to return a photograph to the grandson of someone. So stay tuned with that. And if you have any questions or comments, you can contact me at the Chosen Families Project at gmails.com. And yeah. That's it, everyone. Just remember that you guys are loved and that you're always welcome here. Take care now.